Hello, queen. You have a story to tell, and I want to help you tell it. Why? Because you matter. You are enough. You are loved, and you are worth it. I'm Tonya, best-selling author, coach, speaker, and realtor. We are all born, and ultimately, we will all eventually expire. And those are two dates that we have no control over. But that dash in the middle is ours to own. Up until a certain point in our lives, most of our story is written for us and colored by our experiences, the opinion of others, and our viewpoint of ourselves, or lack thereof. But when we get a glimpse of who God actually created us to be, we no longer settle for less than his best for us. We don't just go through the motions or casually spend our time. Life becomes more intentional, focused, and we show up fully present, unapologetically and authentically as ourselves. We start to write our own story from that point forward, positively impacting those around us and ensuring that we make our dash of life count. The journey of you is just that. It's your journey to purpose and how you are making your dash of life account. Being equipped to know who you are in Christ, empowered to embrace just being you, and encouraged to know that God's got you and you can walk in the plans he has for you. Here's your host, Tonya D. Bennis. Good morning, Journey of You family. Today, I'm so excited. We have such a treat in store. We're getting to talk to my favorite person, Pascal Brown. So I'm so excited to have her here. Pascal, please tell us a little bit more about you. Well, like Tony just said, I am Pascal Brown. I am. Um, I don't have a problem telling people my age. I'm 42, fabulously 42. Um, <laughs> and I've been married. How long have we been married? Well, it's 18 years, but it'll be 19 years in February. Um, and we have three children living in Georgia. I can tell you all kinds of stuff about myself, but we'll stop there. <laughs> well, because I know you, there are a lot of things that I know about you. And every time we're in the journey of you, we're always talking about purpose and just kind of that journey. And I know that you have a love for children and working with children. But I also yeah. know that you went to school and majored in marketing. So tell me yeah. about that journey and how you decided to major in marketing. Yeah, so that's that's a prime example of somebody who's confused. That's what that <laughs> is. <laughs> because um, with doing marketing, it was I felt like it would give me an outlet to be creative. Um, but I didn't think about the fact that it's sales. And I don't like anything really to do with sales. So picking marketing was just me as a young person confused about my journey. I remember when I was going to school, my niece said, auntie, you should go to school and be a teacher because you're so good with kids. And I thought, yeah, okay, <laughs> why would I want to do that? I see you guys all the time. I'm good with you because, you know, you're my family. Um, but I really do wish that I took her advice because mm -hmm. I went with an adult's advice who told me, you know, don't do the thing that comes easy to you. You focus on the thing that's hard and be better at that so that you'll be well-rounded, which I get the advice, um, but it was bad advice. And I say that only because the thing that comes to you easy is usually the thing that you're passionate about. 
And that's the thing that you should grow in. That's the thing that you should develop in. Um, And I just kept thinking, well, I don't want to do anything that's easy. I want to do something hard. So I said, well, let me do business. (laughs) Business. (laughs) So I did business and then I concentrated in marketing. So I thought, well, you know, maybe I could be creative in that aspect. So that's how that happened. So when you did... Um, get your degree what did you do once you graduated um I ended up working at a hospital yeah nothing to do with marketing (laughs) at all (laughs) and I I only applied for one marketing job Mm -hmm. after school um and I sat before a whole panel of people and yeah just bombed that entire interview so I just, I never even continued to pursue it at all. Yeah, it was weird. I ended up working in the hospital. So with you going to the hospital and knowing, like you said that you and your niece talked and you knew that you wanted to do something with children even before you got your degree, then after your degree, knowing that you didn't want to do anything in marketing, then you landed at the hospital. Where on the journey did you figure out that kids or like that that's what that is for you that you want to be working with kids and doing stuff with kids it wasn't at the hospital (laughs) (laughs) so the crazy thing is is that I was approached with an opportunity to work um at my church at the time in Boston as the administrator for the children's department so I was really excited about that. I was like, absolutely. Um, and I loved it. Um, it wasn't easy. Working at a church is very hard because there's no such thing as nine to five. It's not like you start and end at a certain time. It's never all day. Um, but I was able to do all of that stuff that I want to do. I was able to be creative and I was good. I was good with the kids of all ages. That was the other thing. Like, it didn't matter if they were in the first grade or they were my teenagers. I think my teenagers um, probably had the most effect on me just growing up and realizing the love that I have for youth. It was really the teens that I had to volunteer for me with the children. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's where that happened. And so how long did you stay in that role? Because I know you mentioned being in Boston, but you also talked about being in Georgia now. So tell us a little bit about that transition. Well, yeah, I only, um, I ended up getting pregnant while I was working. So right after uh, maybe a week or two before I gave birth, I stopped working there. And then Deshaun lost, that's my husband, lost his job. And we were like, let's go to Georgia. My mom was there. I was having a brand new baby Mm -hmm. and there really wasn't anything keeping us in Boston. Um, So we did, we just picked up and left like literally months later. We just, that's another thing too. You gotta be young to do stuff like that. Cause grownups at this (laughs) age, I'm like, I can't even imagine what the heck who does that? Like who just picks up their whole life and just leaves like in months, not in a year no real plan. We just left. That was um, a big transition. <laughs> yeah. But having children, because mm-hmm. um, then right after that, I got pregnant again. So having kids and I wasn't working mm-hmm. at first. Um, 
we started looking for a church. And when we found a church, it was one of the things I said was I wasn't going to just put my kids inside a, a daycare or, you know, the children's church. And I don't know what's going on. So I joined that. And I pretty much stayed in children's ministry ever since. But you left. Yeah, I did. It just felt right to me. Like it never felt like a task or something um, that I was forced to do. It was something that I wanted to do all the time. And Mm -hmm. even as I got older and we changed churches and my children got older, it was just always what I was drawn to. And I think that really speaks to purpose because as you talked about, you were passionate about it. It didn't feel like work. You enjoyed it. It's like you were made to do that. And so often we are directed to, okay, go with what's, you know, right or what's secure as opposed to that thing that really drives you, which for you, I know is children. And it's funny because I know you also mentioned sales with marketing and that, you know, of course, that's completely opposite of working with children, but you also do real estate. So how did you even get to adding that on your plate as well? That was just an add-on. That's what it was. <laughs> that was an add-on. Because I like I'm listening to you talk and I'm thinking to myself, it should have been obvious the whole time that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed working with children. It's probably what my purpose is. But it's still, even in that moment or in that journey, I still didn't realize that that's probably something I'm created to do is to work with young people. It just felt like, I was just getting by, just doing what was easy is really what it felt like. Um, And then the real estate was just something that was an add-in. My husband suggested it and I said, I'll try it. And again, I was good at that too. I I didn't struggle in the classes. I, I did great in my tests, every single test. Like it was just, it just, again, it was literally just an add-on. Um, but the desire to be around my children and then being around other people's children, that it never left. It didn't matter how much money I made with real estate or um, even when I worked for the state, like none of it mattered. And I realized, I feel like I had an aha moment in 2020, really. And I was um, just thinking to myself, what, what am I doing like what I just feel like I'm just here every day. It just feels like I'm here. And I know you didn't put me here just to take care of my kids. Although that was just such a strong desire in me is to be home with my children. But then it was starting to feel stale. Like there must be something more. Um, but every time you would talk to me about it, a child, anytime we had a discussion about what's happening with our youth, I mean my thought always went back to children. If you told me somebody died, my first thought is where, what happened to the kids? Where did they go? Who's talking to them? Who's helping them? Um, and I just don't know why it took me so long to realize it. But then just one day I was like, why do you keep fighting this? Like, this is who you are. Yep, you like cartoons. That's who you are. I don't like grown-up movies. My husband loves them. He's always quoting stuff from movies and I'm, he's like you know what that's from no I have no idea what that's from I don't know but then I do the same thing like but I'm always quoting a cartoon all day long so you know 
it it took a long time but i finally stopped and went why do you keep fighting who you are that's just who you are um what do you think made you fight that did you think that maybe like it wasn't enough or that you just weren't wasn't sure like what route to take in working with youth or what made you fight it for so long i think i spent too much time comparing myself to other people or to what you know the ideal woman was what the ideal successful woman looks like is really what it is because you know if i said I remember, I'm going to give you a story. I remember it was one of my birthdays and my idea of a great birthday was to go see the Avengers that just came out. Mm -hmm. And everyone that I invited to come out to this movie were all in my youth group. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually had another woman say to me, that's not, that's not a birthday. Like you're going to spend your birthday with a bunch of kids. Like that's not it's not a grown-up birthday and I was thinking but that's fun like I don't want to hang out with y'all like I had no desire to be around a bunch of grown-ups at all like to me that was one of the best birthdays is be a bunch around a bunch of people who are honest who enjoyed what I enjoyed and they just happen to be young people I love so I think that's what it was I had to stop comparing myself and thinking I have to be like that woman I have to look like this person and I think that's where a lot of us get stuck because Mm -hmm. to your point even that person who's like no you need to go with something that's hard don't stick with something that's easy we're constantly listening to all these different voices and doing what all these other people have said instead of tuning in to like what God has called us to do what he's telling us to do Sometimes it's like you need that external affirmation or confirmation for somebody to say, no, do it this way when it's okay to literally just do what he created you to do and finding that comfort in that. So what would you say on your journey has been like the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome? Um, myself. Talk I, about that. I mean, I think that's the majority of us, right? Mm-hmm. Is ourselves. Like I am my biggest obstacle. It's getting out of my head it's learning how to let go and to trust the process. My husband would say that all the time, like, trust the process, trust the process, just stick to it, trust the process. And I'm kind of like, uh, the process is not going fast enough, so we're going to have to speed this up. It's not looking the way I want it to look, so I'm going to have to take another route. Like, So definitely my biggest obstacle is, is most likely myself. Um, I can't say other people because... Uh, um, people give good advice and I'll take it with a grain of salt but at the end of the day I always end up doing what I want to do and the problem is when you don't really know what you want to do you're just picking it's like Russian roulette I'm kind of like okay I'm just gonna try this and see where we go with it so (laughs) definitely I still do that like I have to tell myself how about you just sit down and make a plan like let's just figure this out let's do pros and cons because I am definitely a spur of the moment person where I'm just like, let's go. Let's just do it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Let's just do it. <laughs> so in that, then do you find it hard to sit down and actually plan it out of what you want to do? Yeah, I do. Like, I feel as though I have to, someone has to make me, or I have to make myself just sit down and focus and it'll take me a minute. Um, and I become impatient with myself. 
So when I do do it, it works. Um, and I can sit down with myself for hours. It's just one, I'll start to feel guilty if I spend too much time alone. That was, that's another thing I have to fix. Okay. Um, Cause then I'm always thinking about all the other things I could be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is, I, my mind will go a thousand other places. So it takes so much time for me to just zone in on this one thing, not think about anything else and just focus. So, and like I said before, when I get impatient, it's kind of like, it takes a lot of me to just sit down and stay focused. But once I get there, I'm there. It just, you know, I feel like some people, it might take them, they just got to think about it. They sit down and focus. Me, it'll take me like 30 minutes of talking to myself to just sit down to really focus. <laughs> but I love that you're that self-aware, that you know what it takes for you, because I think that's where a lot of other people get stuck, too, is not knowing like yourself and the fact that, OK, if I'm standing in my own way or I need to sit down and process and I need to take time to focus, it's learning those things. So do you think it's just been trial and error is how you've learned that or how have you come to those realizations? Um, probably you, <laughs> honestly, because <laughs> you're always like, Pascal, you should just write it down and you should just, just make a list. Just make a daily list. Don't make a weekly list. Don't make a monthly list. Just make a daily list. <laughs> so it's just, it's really just, you know, having good people around you who listen and who are like, you know, why don't you try this? Um, yeah, between you and, and Deshaun, probably just helping me to realize you just got to sit down, girl. Just <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about then, like, even sitting down and making plans because I know that you've been substitute teaching for a while now and you had a pair pro position available, but then a full-time position landed in your lap. So walk me through kind of how you were like, yes to that and how you're even feeling about it now, you know, even future focused. So that story is crazy, completely insane. And I can't say that God wasn't in it because it's what I asked for, right? Okay. So let me, real quick. I decided I started to do substituting. I absolutely loved it. It was like, it didn't feel like going to a job. Anytime I didn't have a job, it was like, "Mm, I really want to go. So I was like, okay, Lord, I know this is where you want me to be, right? This is what I'm telling him. (laughs) And so, um, but my degree, like we said earlier, is in business. Like my concentration is in marketing. It's not in education. So how do I get into that? Um, so I found out that I could do a tap program, but you have to be hired on as a teacher in order to do the tap program. And I'm like, who hires somebody with no degree in education so that they can get it? Like, none of that made any sense to me, but you know, faith is faith. So I decided to just start applying to different positions and I got called for a parapro. You don't need a, a degree for that or anything. Um, but the pay wasn't enough. I did take the job because I said, well, at least I'm in the school system. Mm-hmm. Um, so I accepted the job. This is in the summer. And right before school started, I ran into somebody who was like, uh, I have a position open. You know, uh, she was an administrator and she said, uh, if you take the job, it's it's in special education and you can do the TAP program and they'll help you pay for the cost of the TAP program. 
I thought, are you kidding me? Like school is in two days and now we have somebody telling me that I could take a teaching position and join the TAP program. Like two days before school, how is that even possible? So I was definitely like, all right, Lord, I hear you. I see you. Okay. I didn't ask many questions though. That was the first thing that I messed up on. (laughs) Maybe that was what I was supposed to do. Um, so I took that position and started in a job I had no experience in, um, and it's tough. It is very tough, and I will tell you that every single day that I'm there, I'm thinking, really, Lord, like, is this where you want me to be? Like, really? So obviously that question of was that God or was that me would come into play because you're wondering, now, was it just me being really um, excited and just not paying attention to the signs or what was it but honestly like I said it the way everything was orchestrated there's no way that that wasn't God and I understood that even though I'm going through a tough time like it's not easy God never told me that this walk was going to be easy and honestly it is definitely preparing me for something else I don't know what the something else is, um, but I have fallen in love with these children who have like the worst attitudes and behaviors, but you just, that's how I know. The love for them is still there. When I see them, I still have this compassion for them. I still want to give them a hug and be like, look, it's going to be okay. And I think about their future which is the other thing, like I worry about them. I'm concerned about how they'll turn out in the future because they're young, Um, but it's tough. Like I was telling you the other day when I heard Robert Madu say, so look at your your problem through the eyes of your purpose. And it just, it gives you a completely different perspective. So yeah, it's hard. Yeah, lots of days it sucks, but I still feel like it's definitely what God has put in me, so I love that. And I love how it really did bring you full circle because you talked about your niece saying you need to be a teacher in the classroom. And then you went a different direction because of somebody else's advice, but how God still brought you back that you are in the classroom now. It may not be the ideal, you know, scenario, but you're still in the classroom. You're with the youth and you're operating a purpose and you're making a difference in their life. And so I love that God does that. He always brings us back right where we're supposed to be even when yep. we can throw off to different paths. So it kind of feels like he was saying, uh, I already told you this earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, now that you've got it, let's go. Pasco, <laughs> well, I absolutely love that you've been able to share your story with us and just your journey and your search for purpose. And I would love to ask if you could pray us out for anyone that maybe they're in that same place that they did choose a different path or they know what their purpose is, but they're not sure that it's the secure or right place to go if you could just pray over them for direction and clarity in their lives as you have found as well perfect all right hallelujah dear lord father we thank you and we praise you not only for this day but for any and every day that you give us forward lord god i thank you for every person out here who listens who is 
blessed by this message, Lord God. I just ask that you would allow your Holy Spirit to open up their eyes, open up their hearts, dear Lord, so that your voice will be loud and clear. A lot of us are seeking direction. A lot of us are seeking our purpose. But Father, we know that ultimately you are the one who will direct us. You are the one who has placed the passions, the desires, the purpose on the inside of us to let it be known. Let your voice speak loud and clear, dear Lord. Silence the voice of the enemy, dear Lord, and be louder than him, Lord God. Let your trumpet sound whatever it takes, Father, for your children to walk in the purpose that you have ordained for them. We thank you on this day for being the awesome, amazing Father that you are. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you again so much for everyone that's out there. We would love to continue the conversation. You can meet us over in the community to keep talking. Pascal, thank you again so much. I hope that you have a great rest of your day and best wishes to everyone else as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope that you feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged to just be you authentically and unapologetically. No more merely just existing from day to day. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to remove the mask and uncover the real you. It's time to become who God created you to be and make your dash count. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward in your God-given purpose, you can start right now. Today is the day. Head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get unstuck. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get G-E-T unstuck u-n-s-t-u-c-k and begin your journey to just be you be whole and be free remember this is your journey it's where your life begins